did a fantastic job. David did a fantastic job. David, you did a fantastic job while I was gone. In fact, I was about to have you get up here and do your second part point. <laughs> He's like, I only got the first point. <laughs> I brought you to get to your second point. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, glory. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Thank God. Man, I'm so glad to be home and, and uh, here. Um, what a wonderful Sunday we had, Friends and Family Day. Boy, what a great day. So uh, let, me say, let me tell you something. One of the keys to our, our church growing numerically is us inviting people to come just like that regularly. Uh, the only way our church will grow is if we get more people through the doors and expose them to our church. It's not just going to grow uh, just because. And so I want to encourage you, even though we don't have Friends and Family Day every uh, Sunday, um, and I know Friends and Family Day kind of helps us because we're like, hey, man, it's Friends and Family Day. Uh, it's special, special day, so come. Uh, I, need, I, need, I need somebody to help me represent. Uh, Annie had nine people show up that she invited, which was awesome. So if there were prizes, she might have got the prize on this Sunday. <laughs> Next time it'll be a real competition, right? No, Pastor Eddie ain't going to get all that. Anyway, so... Um, but it was, a, it was definitely a great day. So, you know what? Let's pray and let's ask the Lord uh, to help us today and to be with us. Father, we thank you today. We're so grateful for your goodness. <laughs> Lord, you're so awesome. We love you with all of our hearts, Jesus. Lord, we pray that your spirit would be poured out here today. God, don't let not one person leave here the same. But Lord, may we all be changed and transformed, Lord. Your word declares... Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we might know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, Lord, we pray that today our minds will be renewed, that we will be transformed. Lord, your word also says that we are transformed by your glory. And so, Lord, let your glory be made manifested here today, uh, God, so that we might be able to uh, be transformed into the image of your dear son here on the earth, us a representation of him, giving glory and honor and praise uh, to you uh, because of your glory and your goodness revealed in us. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. We praise you. Anoint each one of us. Uh, Lord, may we, may we all sense your spirit in this house. May we burn with the fire of revival, with the fire of your spirit, and may the Holy Ghost be made manifest here in this house and among your people in this church. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Everybody that believed it said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Any, you got, anyone got a testimony of the goodness of God today? No, no, no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
got a text. Oh my God. Oh. I got a text from someone and uh, someone I knew back in China, and she sent me a picture of her and Shelby. And I was like, what is going on? And so come to find out that friends of mine from China that I knew several years ago that I hung out with a lot and I've gone on vacations with, and they moved to Oklahoma City, and they're living next door to Shelby. And she met them. <laughs> and so it's just really fun and interesting to know that you can have, like, the Lord can weave these connections in. Yeah. And um, the wife, her name's Victoria, she was like, it's just a great tapestry that the Lord creates, and we're yeah. all just woven in together. And so it's, um, cool. it's more of just, a, I guess, a testimony of, like, oh, God, like, you know, sometimes I miss my old friends, you know, and I miss my old, like, it's like a lifetime ago. It's like a whole other world. But they're, like, colliding at times, and that's really <laughs> cool. That's very cool. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. So um, that is awesome, Jess. I, I want to say that um, the Lord is working at my job. Um, since I started there, I don't know, just the joy of the Lord. In, um, so people have been asking me, what church do you go to? <laughs> and I was like, when is church? And um, they were like, really? And so we have cards now. And so I'll be like, I'll be back. I'm going to give you one. And so, like, <laughs> i just been promoting the gospel. Um, they've been, like, not really able to figure me out because, you know, I have no boundaries. And I'll be like, ah, you know. But for the most part, they, they're noticing something different. And I've been talking about the Lord. And uh, we had some uh, bad news. And uh, it was good news for me. But I just was like, I'm standing on the word of God. And so a couple of, one of the young ladies was like, well, how do you do that? <laughs> and I had just, I was sharing with Miss Rhonda that I had just bought the Abrahamic covenant and the promises to put on my, my little cubicle. Excited, I have a cubicle, guys. So, um, <laughs> and so I was like, here, make a copy. These are the promises that you can stand on. And she was like, well, how do you do that? So I'm supposed to be on lunch, but I'm using my lunch, like, to talk to her about the Lord and as a Christian, we don't have to participate in what they're saying. Because people was like in fear and different things, you know, like, well, what do we do? How does it affect us? I said, I don't care. I just got here, but I know God's going to provide and make a way for me. And so I just was so grateful that um, the Lord is, people can see that I've been with Jesus. So that's awesome for me. Amen. Amen. Um, I'll think of something here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Who's over here? <laughs> um, maybe about a month, has it been a month, a month and a half since I started a prayer group at, at work? And uh, one of my friends, we were walking, and she told me about um, another friend's daughter who was in the hospital, and the Lord just put it on my heart to get some people together, say, hey, we need to pray, because I didn't know that the, that the baby was in the hospital. So we start praying on Mondays and Fridays, and of course, people start coming and giving us things to pray about, and we pray about it as well here. But it's this one guy in particular who has 
a lot of things going wrong with his body, and he's just been really bad. They wanted to give him surgery. He's supposed to have surgery a couple of months ago, but he wasn't strong enough to do that. So we've been just praying, hitting it, hitting it, and he had surgery yesterday, and he pulled through. He had like two heart valves fixed. Um, it was just a lot of things going on in his body. But as we've been praying that week, the doctor, one of the, the, the lady told us that the doctor said, hmm, your blood work looks better. So as we've been praying, his body has gotten better and strong enough to have surgery. And he had it yesterday and he's doing pretty good. So I just wanna say thank you Thank you, Jesus, just for putting that on my heart to pray and just for people coming and just for doing his will. I mean, I want the people at my job to know that it's God's will to heal. It's never his will for us to be in a state of always in the hospital or having any kind of trouble. It's his will for us to be strong because we got to do his work. But I just want to testify that, that the Lord is working, and I can see him working here. I can see him working wherever I go, and I'm just excited to do more. I mean, he's just put it on my heart to get out there because also on Facebook we saw Pastor Aaron's wife had um, posted something about a young lady who OD'd, and I, I thought they were in Chickasha. I know she's young because Rachel, Rachel that's down there, um, her kids— um, knew her, but she passed away. And I was telling Carolyn this morning, I'm like, you know what, devil? I'm going the way of Rodney Howard Brown. We gonna hit it, we gonna go downtown and get 100 souls yeah. every week, yeah. every time we go, because we're tired of suicides, we're tired of our young kids being taken out. Sick of it, I'm like, no more, Amen. no more. So that's all I gotta Praise say. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Did you do healing room this week? Was, did you do Andrew. Andrew? No, Andrew, he did good. Come on, Andrew. About to listen to that. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> did you have a testimony? Hey, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. We thought it was going to be something else. Amen. I'm just waiting on I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that announcement. Amen. Listen, we're going to do that one on a Sunday. Yes, I'm going to have to get my yes, dancing sir. shoes on. Uh, but you prophesied that God was going to bless us with a house, and we are closing next month on our Praise house. Praise God. So, amen. House showeth up. Glory to God. <laughs> well, Pastor, you prophesied that over me too. And I am getting a house built. And after I went through the design phase, and they were like, it's going to be like 30 to 40 days till you get your permits. I'm like, dang. And then I heard the Holy Ghost tell me, no, you can do it. You don't got to wait. Faith is now. So I was like, calling things that be not as though they were. I'm like, no, my permits need to come in now. Not 30 days, not 40 days, but now they came in and they starting on my house tomorrow. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Okay. <laughs> okay, this has something to do with my house, but I promise I'm going to give it to you, Dickie. Oh, uh, okay. So, I just want to say, so me and Ron, <laughs> why is it always me and you, Rhonda? Okay, so I was paying to get my credit fixed, right? And so we were talking, and um, the revelation was that we don't have to do it the world's way about our credit. God wants to do it supernaturally. So I stopped paying to get my credit fixed, and it has gone <laughs> by itself. I'm like, I ain't even paying no bills. <laughs> my credit has gone up at least almost like 30 to 50 points, and I am... And I keep getting an email, you're doing great. Your credit is, I was like, come on, Holy Spirit. <laughs> so I'm on the track of getting my house. And Amen. I can't wait to get my welcome mat. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we got time, Pastor? Oh, have we got time. I got two things. So <clears throat> the first one I will say, I bought a bed April 19th last year. And I really don't like it. I spent a lot of money on it. So I called today and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm really not liking the bed. What can I do? You know, I'm to the point where I just want to buy a new mattress. She's like, well, your 100-day trial was up a long time ago. And I was like, well, that's fine. I'll just buy a new mattress. So she was like, okay, let me put you on hold. So she gets on hold. I'm on hold for 15 minutes. She gets back on the phone. She's like, hey, I just processed your exchange. I was like, okay, what am I getting? And, you know, she's like, you're going to get the same mattress you have, but it's not going to be split. I was like, oh, wow, okay, thanks. How did you do that? And she was like, this is just a one-time thing we're going to do for you. I was like, okay. And she was like, oh, and by the way, you're going to get money back. I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay. Now let me tell you what happened before that. So I've been having a little bit of issues in my job with, you know, the people that I work with, but I'm not trying to be in the flesh, but it is hard when you have 10 people that work in your office and nine of them come back with Starbucks and you didn't know nothing about it. Come on. I just want to say that. Dirty rats. I know. So I go, I go to lunch yesterday and I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. Like, maybe I'm just not being friendly because Andrew's like, you know, you got to be a friend, get friends. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm not being friendly. I don't know. So I, I'm like, what do I do? So I go to my lunch and I pray in the spirit for half an hour. I come back from lunch, I kid you not, the lady that runs the whole department stands up, looks dead in the eye at me, she said, I'm going to Sonic, do you want something? I said, are you kidding? She said, yes. So I gave her money and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, take my order. And I was like, I was, I almost started crying when she was like, do you want something? I felt so, I was like. That's awesome. Thank you for including me. Oh my God. Half an hour praying in the spirit. Not even 10 minutes later in half hour. Thank like, you, Holy oh, Ghost. Wow. That's me. Anybody else? <laughs> Nakia. <laughs> so I have two things. They're real quick, though. I wanted to say something funny that happened to me today. But anyway, first, so um, I stopped being, stopped doing nursing things almost a year ago. And so I, stepped out in faith to do sales. So the end of this quarter, which is tomorrow, I will be in the top five of, of sales oh, in the entire company. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The Lord has been, I mean. 
Well, I mean, he told me when I started that I would literally get done in two hours what people do in a whole day. So I, I literally, Lewis is like, do you even work? Like, I feel like I don't do a whole lot. Like, for real. I make more money than I did as a nurse wow. the whole time. Praise the Lord. And we, and with the goals that I have set, I'm going to be able to uh, hit the top tier bonus, <laughs> which is 10 grand every wow. quarter. So this quarter, I think they, they made a new tier, but this quarter I'm just under it, but starting next quarter, I'm gonna be hitting that 10 Come grand. Come on, praise so, Jesus. Little comic relief though. So today I went to the dentist and they know me by first name because they've been trying to get me in the dentist for months and I keep canceling. So they're like, hi, Nakia. So I finally made it. I'm talking to my hy dental hygienist and I don't know how, but she was like, what church do you go to? And you know, I'm telling her about winners and she said, winners, winners. I know that. And she goes, oh, so the, my dentist owns this dentist office oh. here, which is awesome. So me and my dentist were talking and he goes, man, Y'all, he said that the building was uh, was like sitting here empty for like two years. I'm like, it's because it's waiting on us. Yep. And um, he said, man, y'all did so good on that building. He said, I love it. He said, uh, you guys make my office look like a shack. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to tell y'all that. But we've had people coming in here, which is cool because he's over there on Fridays. And we've been having people, we've been having a vocal um, practice on Fridays. Right. We've been having people walking in, just wanting to see what the church is about. Just random. Like, we had a senator come in here, which is awesome. Yeah. And he lives in my neighborhood, too. So I'm That's like, awesome. hey. So I thought that was awesome. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Isn't God good? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> God is really good. I, I am going to get y'all out of here early because Pastor Annie, she need to go home. She look at her. She, she like, I do need to go home. <laughs> She's got to get up at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we're working out. We're working out. Yeah, it lose like five. I get up at four. That's what Ted says. Ted says, I get up early. I get up at like five o'clock. Then he goes to bed at 5.15. So he ain't get up. He don't get up. I'm like, no, you get up when you actually get up, Ted. Anyhow, praise the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> Ted, he blessed me today. He came over and brought some hot dogs. We had some lunch. But anyway, praise Jesus. All right, well, let's jump into these, uh, um, what do we call them? The, the gifts and the ministries of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the gifts and the ministries of the Holy Spirit. We, we Most of what we have been talking about. Now, how many of you have been getting something out of this? It's, it's at least somewhat helpful. You know, so, so, what we need sometimes is, to revisit some of these things. And I'll be honest with you, man. Here's, here's what you really need to know. You need to be praying every day that God will use you in the gifts. Every day. And um, if there are specific gifts that you desire for the Lord to use you in, pray specifically that God will use you in those gifts. Uh, because uh, in, the, in that scripture in, in 1 Corinthians 
Uh, the Bible tells us to desire earnestly the best gifts. And so we're supposed to desire for spiritual gifts uh, to be made manifest. Well, you know what the Bible says, what things soever you desire when you pray, when you pray. So what the, what, let's say it this way. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So whatever you desire, and if you're desiring earnestly the best gifts, then you can pray and believe that you receive them. And according to scripture, you'll have them. Amen. Uh, I'll, I'll, I spent um, probably the first three or four years of my walk with the Lord praying that God would use me in every spiritual gift. And I, I, I did quit praying uh, for the gifts to be manifested because they began to be manifested so frequently that, I mean, I didn't need to pray no more. It was working. So, you know, you don't pray for things you already have. And so because they, they started working, um, it just fell off my prayer list. So uh, I definitely want to encourage you in that direction. Also, I made a statement. This is You're going to have to go back a little bit. But I said something, um, and I may have addressed this already, but I, I, I want to address it a little bit better here today. Um, Hilda went back and listened to the last time I taught on this subject. And the last time I taught, I was talking to you all about how that in order for us to really facilitate the moving of the Spirit in the measure that we've been praying for and looking for and has been prophesied and what the Word, uh, um, what the word uh, tells us, we, how, how the Word tells us we ought to expect the Spirit of God to move in the last days, I told you that it was going to take something that we were going to have to commit ourselves in a greater measure than we have in the past. That the that it our that us in our current state and in our current condition, we would not be able to see those things. That there'd be have there there are definitely some adjustments that we would have to make. Well, Hilda heard that, and uh, she said, "Pastor, could we get together?" <laughs> That's how Hilda. If Hilda, if something hits Hilda, and she's like. I'm not sure how to go about this, so uh, pretty soon we're having dinner, you know, with Hilda. But anyway, <laughs> she said, Pastor, um, she said, I just wanted to ask you a question because you said, you know, that our, in our current state, we can't really facilitate this. And, and she said, um, she said, well, right now, she said, I'm trying to figure out what more I can do because she said my whole schedule's pretty, pretty full. And Hilda's a pretty regimented, y'all know, Hilda's a pretty regimented individual. And so she has her prayer time, she has her word time, she has all these things uh, in, um, on her schedule to do. Well, she said, you know, unless I start uh, eliminating some things that are pretty important off of my schedule, there's no way I can schedule more time in prayer. Because I was encouraging you all about prayer, about the studying of the word, about worship, um, about for real praying, like not just going into prayer and it being a an exercise of uh, doing your you know your duty, uh, but really and, and David talked a little bit about. I was really impressed with with David's message. David did a great job, um, but he he mentioned it as well. You know, sometimes we can get in the routine and we're not really showing up for prayer. And we you know uh, pilots do it when it comes to pre-flighting an airplane. Uh, you get complacent. You start to think, I've done this a hundred times and never needed it. 
Um, you know, every, every time, nearly every time I have taken off in an airplane, when I didn't prepare for it like I, like I always did. One time I went to the airport, jumped in the airplane like it was a car. Didn't, didn't even look on the, didn't look at my, I didn't even enter my destination in my GPS. I was like, I know where it is. I mean, it's that general direction. I'll just, so, you know, I took off. I, I'm in the airplane. I'm flying. And look what happened, man. I almost landed at Wiley Post instead of Sundance. I am on final approach for a runway at Wiley Post thinking I'm landing at Sundance. And I'm about to break a law because I'm about to enter an airspace that I have to establish contact with air traffic control before I can enter into it. And when I finally realized what was happening, I made a sharp turn, uh, avoided the airspace, and went over to Sundance. But, you know, one of those things. Shri, I, I got caught nice one time because I didn't do my due diligence. Uh, one time my alternator got loose because I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't check it. One time I didn't check it, and it just happened to be that time. So sometimes, you know, in the pre-flight, we, we, we start, we go through it, we do it, but we're not really paying attention. We're not really there. We're just going through the motions. And so sometimes as Christians, we get that way in our prayer time and in our prayer life. Nothing, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not getting on to nobody about it. We all do it. It's just we've got to realize sometimes when we do it and then make a decision that we're going to really lean into the Lord and really uh, be in, uh, uh, intentional um, in our prayer. But anyway, I told Hilda, but really essentially what I'm, what I'm telling y'all, and the reason I'm encouraging people in the area of prayer, I don't know if y'all realize this or not, but some people, the only time they pray is when they're at church. When I say, let's pray, that's, that's, some, that's some people, that's the only pray that prayer they do. Uh, Ms. Rhonda, you know, Carolyn, Gaby, uh, and hopefully several others have joined in to a regular prayer at 615, you know. It's important for us to get in the room. I'm going to try to get in there tomorrow if we're done working out. Well, forget it. Can't do it. Anyhow, I mean, I, if y'all don't mind me. <laughs> anyway, so um, prayer, 615. Uh, so, you know, Ted, you're up at 5. Go to prayer at 615. <laughs> so definitely, you know, uh, I told Hilda, I'm really saying a lot of what I'm directing this at, these things toward, are people that think that it's going to happen and there's going to be no uh, effort on their part made to really seek the Lord. And so I want you all to know that. If you're seeking the face of God, if you're really running hard after the Lord, then you're, you're, doing, you're doing what it takes. And your expectation ought to be that God's going to do these things that we've been talking about. Amen. So uh, I did want to clear that up, make sure that you understood that. Are, do you all have any questions in regards to what we've been talking about? Anything that's come up in your mind, in your heart, concerning the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit? Some, whether we've covered it or not, is there something that, um, any, anything that anyone wants to uh, ask as far as questions? Yes? No? Maybe so? No? I know, you get home and you're like, man, I wish I'd asked Pastor that question. All right, so let's talk about the different categories of gifts. Different categories of gifts. First, let's read 1 Corinthians. Run to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. <laughs> okay, what? 
am I doing here? All right, there we go. <laughs> These electric Bible uh, programs, man, I tell you. <laughs> it's either that or I'm becoming my dad. <laughs> Where is Gabe, by the way? Speaking of being a father. Yeah, 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 Lou. Me and Lou are going to become youth tonight. I'm hungry. He was hungry, too, when he came to church. I asked him before we left. I said, are you going to youth tonight? No, Dad. I'm graduated out of the youth group. Then, he's, then he was like, I feel led to go to youth tonight. <laughs> All right, yeah. That was on the podcast. We, we, you know, if though, if you if you guys have been tuning into our podcast, which we didn't do one last week, did we, Sheree? Yeah, we were in revival. We were on our way home or something, uh, so we couldn't do one last week. But we've been doing a, a, a podcast on Thursday, and we've been talking about different, you know, different subjects, different things that, that we've uh, actually. Last time we talked about uh, last last time we talked about. Um, about Jesus when he told people, um, hey, if they're not for us, if they're not against us, then they're, anyway, something like that. Remember when they were casting out devils in his name and he said, don't stop them if they're, you know, if, if they're not against us and they're, you know, it's good. whatever they're doing is going to benefit us. And so we, we talked about that. I expounded on that. And we did talk about some of the stuff that we had talked about um, in the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit during that time. But developing a, a, a personal... A, you need to develop. You know, the Holy Spirit is the only person of the Godhead here on planet Earth today. Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. Of course, the Father seats, is seated on his throne in heaven. But God sent his Spirit to be with us forever. And his Spirit is here on the Earth with us. And so, it's important. A great book to read if you ever want to kind of get some insight. And again, I, I think, you know, you, you just eat the hay, spit out the sticks. But it's just a more te it's more testimonies, but um, a Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. What a great book! And that book will that book will mess with you because he really encourages in that book for people to develop a an intimate personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And um, so you you can't develop an in, a, a, a a relationship with someone you don't talk to, and so. It's a, it is appropriate to talk to the Holy Spirit. Um, it, it's something that we ought to do. Uh, I, I mean, I do it regularly. So, let, let me say this though: His name isn't Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm just saying, because I hear some people say, "Well, you know, I was talking to Holy Spirit." Well, that's not His name. That's not. I mean, He's He's the Holy Spirit. I mean. I mean, if you want to put a name to him, you could call him Jesus, because, I mean, that's 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 who he was when he's manifested in the flesh. So, you know, I mean, it's he's God. So, uh, but he's the Holy Spirit. So we're referring to that particular. But I I, I think people get kind of silly a little bit, and I mean, it, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. It just sounds goofy anyway to me. If you're listening to this and uh, you think I'm being ugly, forgive me. I love you. Amen.
Yeah, I mean, you're talking to the Holy Spirit. I, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit, you know. Yeah, because some people are like, because some people are like, well, you know, um, they'll say this. Yeah, I was talking to Holy Spirit, and he was telling me, that's what I mean when I said that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of weird. <clears throat> like his first name is Holy and his last name is Spirit. Anyone have any questions about uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock? Anybody got? No. <laughs> there are three things we don't talk about now. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Fight Club. And we don't talk about Jada. But we do... <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> so let's let's look at this. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one. Now and, and now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that you were pagans. You you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking. In the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, the gifts of the spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one. Uh, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And so notice that the Scripture says the, the gifts of the Spirit, uh, the manifestations of the Spirit, are given to everyone. Amen. To each is given. Say, th say that with me. Say, to each is given. For what purpose? For the common good. Amen. In other words, the gifts of the Spirit are given in order that we might walk in the goodness of God. Praise God. For to one, and look, and then not going, it's going into these gifts. For to one is given through the Spirit uh, the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the, by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by the one same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Amen. And so what this is saying is that these are the Spirit's gifts. In other words, they're not our gifts. They're his gifts. They're the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that he gives these gifts out individually and causes them to be manifested in each one of us as he wills. Say, as he wills. As he wills. In other words, you can't will yourself into, into a spiritual gift. When, when I, when, and when I, you know, I mentioned earlier, uh, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. And the Bible tells us to desire spiritual gifts. Um, never... Never get out there, and because some people will say this. They'll say, if you want the gifts of the Holy Spirit to manifest, you just got to step out by faith. You just got to step out by faith. Well, you know, what is that? 
someone tell me what that means to you. If I, if, I, if I said that to you, if I said, if you want the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit to be manifested through you, just step out by faith. All right, so let's say that you're in a service and you'd really like the Lord to use you in the area of healing. Someone says, well, you know what? He's, he's not going to force you to do it. Just step out by faith. You know, because the Bible says, you know, that uh, these gifts are given to all of us as he will. So just step out in faith. So uh, in my mind, what that looks like is someone not being anointed, not being instructed, not following a prompting, not following the leading of the spirit. They just get up and be like, well, you know, bless God, I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to believe the Lord that as soon as I get out here, I'm going to function in the gifts of healing. That's not how these gifts work. These gifts work as the spirit prompts. So notice, notice that it says this. All of these are empowered. In other words, they're endowments. I'm, when, when, when you become endowed with the Spirit to function in a gift, the anointing will be present for you to function in that gift. In other words, you'll be aware of the fact that you're about to function on a level you haven't functioned in. Or to do something that you've never done. You know, that's, that's something that I believe has gotten away from this generation. This generation has become mostly unaware of the fact that there even is an anointing and that when that anointing is present, it, it, it changes. It. When the anointing is present on your life, what does the Bible say about the anointing? The Bible says that the anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. Listen, when the anointing is present on you, you become... You become, you become suspended. Your, your abilities, your senses, your desires, your will, all that becomes suspended and he engages his desires and his will and his abilities. So when that happens, there's definitely a difference. There's definitely a difference in how you feel, how you perceive, how you function, how you're speaking. Something happens. There's, there's an environmental change. In other words, you ought to be, when the Spirit of God wants to use you, you ought to become aware of that because something changes in the atmosphere of your life in that moment. Because there's an endowment that's dropped upon you. You know, when the, when the Old Testament refers to the anointing uh, being manifested and working in the lives of, of people, it refers to it as the hand of the Lord was upon me. I was caught up in the spirit. You know, it talks about uh, John the Revelator. I was caught up in the spirit on the Lord's day. Elijah, the hand of the Lord was upon, you know, me, uh, upon me. Uh, Isaiah, you know, the hand of the Lord was on him. He was caught up in the spirit. Uh, he, in fact, he says, uh, he says uh, in his uh, deal that he was undone when the Spirit of the Lord came on him. Amen. Oh, yeah. So still yet today, those things now, again, you don't, it's not that you become anointed in that moment. It's that the anointing becomes manifested in that moment. And when the anointing is manifested, some of you are going to have questions about this. Some of you ought to have questions about what I'm saying. Because I think there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of things people don't understand about these things in the church. When that anointing, when that anointing is present, see, the Spirit of the Lord 
when this when it says that all these are empowered by one and the same spirit that empowerment is the anointing the anointing is energy it's heavenly spiritual energy <clears throat> those lights oh don i should have i should have got with you i know i know if anyone has anything like this it could be don um when we were when we were in school, our science teacher one time brought one of those cr old cranks from an old telephone, and he, he has a couple wires. That crank generates current; it generates electricity, energy. And what what he would do is he's ha he'd have one kid grab onto one wire, and he'd have another kid grab onto another wire, and then he'd have us get in a circle, and hold hands and create a circuit. And then he'd crank that, he'd crank that crank. And he'd tell them, don't let go. <laughs> Do not let go. Because if you let go, everybody's going to get a jolt. So, um, you know, break the circuit, it, it become, could become painful. But as long as you hold, all you do is you feel that energy. You feel that current. You feel that electricity. Listen, if, if electricity generates a current, if electricity generates an energy that you can sense in your physical. I'm going to tell you something. When the anointing of God is manifested, your body is going to know it. Especially, especially if, you're, if you've not grown accustomed to being used by the Lord in that manner. I will tell you that there have been times that that energy came and was manifested. Now, that, that, again, let me, say, let me reiterate or, or repeat this and say this so that you understand it correctly. It's not that all of a sudden you're anointed. You're anointed right now. Say this with me. Say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. But when the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit desires, <laughs> that was, was that the anointing? No, I don't think so. Anyway. <laughs> when, <laughs> when the Holy Spirit desires to empower you all of a sudden, for example, to operate and function in the gift of the word. Now, every believer can go and lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. Because, because of the word of God. By, we can operate by faith in the word of God that when we go lay hands on the sick, the sick are going to recover. But when there's an endowment that comes on you to minister healing to the sick, that's you functioning. That's, that's a whole nother level. See, that's, that's where you need to go, Ayla. Because you've learned how to function in faith, but the Lord said the gifts of healing were going to operate through you. So there's a release of heavenly spiritual energy that God wants to release through you. Now, when the, when the anointing for healing, for ministering healing, is there. now where does that come from? Where does it say it comes from? It comes from the Spirit. And the Bible says this, he apportions to each one individually as he wills. And so you've got to, you've got to make yourself available and as he wills, say for example, Ayla, if he wants to, if he's already made her where he wants her to function in the gift, gifts of healing, we know that it's his will to do it. So now we've just got to make sure that we are making ourselves available so that when the opportunity comes for him to want to use us, that we're available and he'll be able to release that in us and through us. But there has to be, you know, measure of expectation. So here's what Ayla can expect. She can expect that there will come moments when that energy will be present, when that endowment will come, that she'll be aware of it and then she'll function on a higher level. It won't just be a thing where she lays. When you lay your hands on the sick in faith, 
You know, we, we believe the word of God. Sometimes people will receive and sometimes they won't. But when the gifts of healing are in operation, when that anointing is present, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter whether they exercise faith or not. It doesn't matter where you're at. You can lay hands on the sick and they will receive a healing because there's a gift there uh, that's manifesting for healing. There aren't a lot of people in our generation that I can point to that function in that gift on that level. Um, but there have been times in history that we can point to when those gifts were in manifestation. Now, when the anointing is not present, you need to quit. Which is why, you know, and let me, let me kind of throw this in as a teachable, this teachable moment here. Which is why we as a church, you know, sometimes we get in meetings, revival meetings, or we have special guests that come and minister, and I'll, I'll watch you all pop up one at a time and drag out a meeting forever. Listen, here, here's, how you, here's how you do. You get up off your backside and you get to the front if you want prayer and you don't lollygag around about it. Don't do that. Don't sit around because what you're doing is you're, you're thinking that you can go up there and receive something at any point in time when you go up there. But that's not the reality. Sometimes the anointing is in manifestation on that individual for a period of time. And if you miss out on your opportunity, you missed out. And that person, can, yeah, that person can pray for you. And they can pray in faith and believe God. But if you're looking for an impartation of the anointing, you need to get up there while the anointing is in manifestation. And so this whole idea of, well, you know, I'm just going to. Hey, I'm, I'm going to go up there now, you know, after everybody's gone, you know, I'll be honest with you. I want to be the first one in that line because there's no telling how long that person's going to be up under that endowment from the spirit. Amen. Melody. Why it would manifest and then not be manifest? Because it's as he wills. That's what this scripture says. All these, all these are empowered by one uh, and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So that that anointing may be manifested for a period of time. Uh, I can't say that that's the only reason why sometimes um, it happens and then sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes what will happen is we will get distracted and break the flow of the anointing or short circuit the manifestation of the spirit because of our flesh or because something we we were distracted by something. I think I did a teaching one time on the thing that uh, will break the flow of the anointing uh, quicker than anything is distraction. And you can see it, an example of it when um, the prophet, he, he, uh, which, which prophet was it? Was it Elijah? Was it Elijah or Elisha? One of them, um, where the woman made him a little... Uh, Made him a little room. It was Elisha, right? She made him a little room every time he came through town. And then he prophesied and said, you're going to have a kid. And she said, don't fool with me, preacher. I didn't ask you for no kid. Don't be telling me that. Remember, she got pregnant. She gave birth to this baby. Remember, the kid said, my head fell in the field. And then she went to the prophet. You remember? And when she went to the prophet, the prophet said to his servant, now go take my staff, lay it on the kid. When you do, he'll be raised. How many of you know the prophet didn't miss it? 
Because back in the day, if you missed it and you was a prophet, you was dead. So the prophet didn't miss it. He sent, and, and he did what the Lord told him to do. So he sends the servant. But he tells him this. He, tells, he gives him instructions. Don't stop anywhere. Don't talk to nobody. Don't do nothing except for what I told you to do. So when he gets there, he lays his staff on the kid. Nothing happens. So I think it would be safe for us to assume that he got distracted. And he must have done something outside of the instruction of the Lord. Because God watches over his word to do it. His word will not return void, but it'll accomplish all that was set out to do. And so if God's word was, don't talk to nobody, don't stop, don't do this, don't do that, but go and lay this on the kid. If you went and you did what the Lord said, and you did it exactly how he said it, then what's our expectation? God's going to do what he said he would do. So someone dropped the ball, and it wasn't God. So distraction can break the flow of the anointing. So if I get up, say for example, I get up here and... The, uh, and I say, well, there's a, the, the uh, and I'm prophesying. Y'all, y'all see me get up under an anointing to prophesy, and, you, and and I get caught up and even forget what day, you know, forget that there's a, forget that we have a time, you know, that there's time, and 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 be prophesying and forget about everybody else in the building except for the person I'm I'm declaring the word over. And man, I'm prophesying now. Just just say that in the middle of that, you know. Um, one of the children comes up, Pastor Zig, Pastor Zig. Now, I've told y'all, chill, crying children don't, uh, don't grieve the Holy Ghost. But a kid yanking on my shirt, amen. I, I, I love for our kids to be running around up here. Uh, worshiping the Lord along with, but you know what? There's times when these folks are going to get up under the anointing, and it may not be appropriate to have one of the children laying in front of Nakia, you know, with their hands behind their head while she's singing, like you know they're watching a movie. <laughs> See, so that that's that's the reason why we're mindful not not because the Holy Spirit don't like children. It's not because the Holy Spirit is grieved by children. It's because sometimes God's people can be just Imagine, Nakia stepping on one of these kids while she's in the flow of the anointing. I'm going to tell you, nothing will break the flow quicker than stepping on a kid. And so we, we want to guard. We want to guard that and make sure that we don't. Y'all understanding that? So, so sometimes it's, it's because of distraction that the anointing is broken. Um, that's why Benny Hinn don't let nobody, you know, if someone in a Benny Hinn meeting gets loud, he's like, stop. And, and he gets kind of rough. But you know what? God, God has given him stewardship over that gift. You got 30,000 people in a building. And if, if say, 10,000 of them came in hopes of receiving a, a, a manifestation of healing in their body. And you got one Yahoo that's going to get all cackly and, and loud and potentially screwed up for everybody? Yeah, I'd haul him out of the meeting too. I mean, I wouldn't be ugly about it, but you go to a Benny Hinn meeting and you act up, six ushers will magically appear. I mean, we've seen it over. We've seen it, we've seen it happen nearly every Benny Hinn meeting I've ever been to. 
They magic, I mean, out of nowhere, instantly. I mean, someone will get out there and be like, Benny here, and they, that, that's all they get out of their mouth. You look over there, and there are six people with these people above their head running them out of the building. It's crazy. Now, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to just try to see if they could haul me out of there. But anyway, <laughs> if he's a big old dude, go out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not that bold. Does that answer your question, Melody? So uh, if we can learn how to be less distracted, that, that's good. There are some things that we've just got to, you know, that, we're, that you all are responsible for. You know, if, if, uh, if we know we have someone here who, uh, for example, who um, may, that we don't know, that we don't know how if, or if they could be uh, distracted by something in particular, then, you know, we got to do our best. We don't always succeed. So, um, anyhow. Questions about the anointing, about the manifestations of the Spirit, and how, how uh, this works with He wills. Because these gifts, these gifts function as He wills, and then there are gifts within these, these gifts here that he will give to certain people. So there's a difference between gifts that manifest as he wills, and then there are gifts that he gives to be to people. Yes. Okay. How would you deal with the situation if you see somebody sick? And, you know, not using that you'll lay hands on the sick, they'll recover, but you don't feel the anointing for that person. How do you handle that? I, I, a good example would be like Jesus when he healed the man that was by the Bethesda. Yeah, pool of Bethesda. Mm -hmm. And he only healed that one person, but not everybody else. Okay, so you remember Jesus, Jesus uh, said he didn't do nothing unless the Father told him. So this is what I'm trying to tell y'all. When the gifts of the Spirit are in operation... It, the, the prerequisite to you stepping out and manifesting a gift is that you have some kind of leading, some kind of prompting, that you're aware. Of. That's why you have to develop an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying or a sensitivity to the Spirit. Um, if, you're, if you're carnal, you're never going to be sensitive to the Holy Listen, let me tell you something. If all you fill your head with is soap operas, you are not going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If you don't spend time in prayer and in the Word of God and developing a personal intimate relationship with Jesus and make an effort to determine how the Holy Spirit works and what it means and uh, how uh, it uh, feels, for lack of a better term, uh, when the Holy Spirit is in operation or whatever, you're not going to do it. It, it, God, you can have a prophecy. I've called thee, yea, I have put my hand upon thee, and thou shalt do this and that and the, that and the other. And this, When you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, when you don't, when you're not tuned in, you're not going to be able to hear him to begin with. You're not going to know. Now, let me say this. You say, so how do you develop a sensitivity? Number one, you have to develop a relationship. You have to really plug in. When you plug in and start to develop a relationship with the Lord and a relationship with the Spirit, it's not that you have to have a whole lot of time uh, at doing it. It's, it's that you are engaged in 
um, communion with him. And once you're engaged in communion with him, he'll talk as loud as he needs to talk for you to hear him. And he'll move in a, he'll move as spectacularly as he needs to move to get your attention. Until you can develop a greater sensitivity. And then it seems like he quiets himself and he quiets himself because you become, you know, you become accustomed to hearing his voice, following his leading, and then you don't have to depend upon certain clues um, that you depended on in the past. For example, Lord used to use me in the gift of the word of knowledge um, in a different way than he does today. Um, now, when, when I get a word of knowledge, Someone just starts to glow, and I know through that glow that uh, the gift of discerning of spirits that I need to call that person out. I call that person out, and I instead of me, about, when I first started, I, if if I needed to pray for someone, for example, that was deaf, my ears would clog up, and I wouldn't be able to hear. I mean, I'd literally be up preaching, and and, and I, my ears would go, and I couldn't hear nothing. And I'd be like, what's that? And as soon as I became aware of it, the Spirit would say, ears. And I'd be like, oh, the Lord wants me to pray for somebody's ears. One time I was in a meeting, and the Lord wanted me to pray with a woman that, y'all probably heard me tell this, wanted me to pray with a woman that had breast cancer. I literally felt like I had a woman's breasts, and I could feel the cancer in my, in my breasts. And I was like, this is unusual. <laughs> that's unusual. But I knew by that that that's how I was supposed to deal with that. Sometimes I've gotten pains in my body in different places where people were experiencing pain. And I knew it wasn't my pain. Um, now, listen, that's not, don't, don't come sit in church and be like every little pain you feel, especially dead, <laughs> that, oh, I feel this, you know, uh, it, it was connected with that fellowship with the Spirit. And then there was an endowment. There was a, a boldness. There was a knowing that I knew that I knew by the Spirit that I was supposed to deal with that particular thing. And so Jesus, when he, when he functioned in whatever gift he was functioning in, it was by the Spirit. You know, it was by the will of the Spirit. Uh, he was led by uh, the... He didn't do anything unless he heard or saw or was instructed by the Father to do it. So, um, but here's the thing. If someone's sick and they, they ask for prayer, don't be like, well, I'm not anointed right now. No, you're anointed. Uh, the anointing might not be in manifestation. But you know what you can do? Well, you know, the Word of God says, as believers, if we lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. Right. So I'm going to lay my hands on you. You know, it doesn't even say pray. Just say, lay your hands on them. First, first person I prayed for that received a healing was that woman in the hospital from our church with, with uh, gallstones. And I didn't, know to, I didn't know to pray. I had read, lay hands on the sick, sick will recover. I laid my hands on her. And I thought, I thought maybe I should say something. So I, I just said, be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I didn't feel a thing that day. I was being obedient to the word of God. And then I went to packing up her stuff. Just knowing that the word of God was true. Well, she hadn't received that revelation, so she didn't go with me. Plus, I was riding a bike. I'm not sure I'd have got her home. But anyway, 
thing. Um, no, I'm going to really get forget what scripture it was that you said that you may not have to pray just laying at the hands. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verses 15 all the way to the end. Okay, thank you. 1618 is where it talks about laying hands on the sick and the sick recovering. So the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils, they'll speak with new tongues, they'll take up servants. If they drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So we lay hands on the sick. He recovers them. Amen. Did that answer your question, Anna? It did because at, at the very end you said, no, that doesn't mean don't go and pray for people because right. you don't feel the anointing. Because some, I, I'm trying to learn and so I'll wait and I'll be like, okay. I know it's the will of the Holy Spirit that all are to be healed, but I don't feel that anointing. So I'm like, is this like a Jesus at the pool of Bethesda moment? But, you know, I'm still learning, so I'm just like, but you did you, you will be able to figure these things. There, there are several ways Scripture offers for people to be healed. Believers laying hands on the sick, the sick recovering, the gifts of healing uh, working, um, prayer faith, uh, elders of the church. Anointing with oil, praying the prayer of faith, prayer of faith will save the sick, the Lord will raise them up. So, you know, elders in the church praying, anointing with oil. I notice I put the little cross because uh, that's how, you know, that's how Jesus did it. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you know, some people are like, well, should we carry around olive oil? Man, chicken grease will do. I'm it don't really make any difference. Just anoint them with oil. You know, you know, if you're you got oily skin, just rub it. <laughs> no, it's kind of nasty. Anyway, so uh, so there are several ways that we can minister healing. Our church and, and the way we've done, and I'm I'm about to turn y'all loose. I haven't even again. We're not. We're, we're, we're that's okay. It's good though because we need to. I think these are things we need to sort out. Um, there are things we need to understand, and here's why we need to understand them. Because here at our church, when we started doing ministry in the hospital, we didn't send people to go in there and heal the sick. We sent people in there to minister hope to the hopeless, to uh, share the love of Jesus with people. And then it was like, okay, now I want you to begin to lay hands on the sick and believe that it, that as believers, you're going to lay hands on the sick and the sick are going to recover and encourage people's faith in the area of receiving healing. And right now, we're, we're pushing to the next level. All right, here's the deal. Now, I want you to go to the hospital, and I want you to believe that if the Lord has given you a word that you're going to be anointed with a, the gifts of healing, that at some point, those gifts are going to kick in. And when it, when it does, you're not, you, imagine, imagine Ayla running from room to room. Because when the gifts of healing are manifested, that's what's going to happen. It's not, it's not going to be, hey, can we pray for you? That's not how that works. When the gifts of healing are in manifested, Brother Hagin talked about one time he was in a prayer line. In fact, I wish, I, I wish uh, I'd have done this, and I may, I may do it next week. Uh, cue up a video of Brother Hagin when he was talking about, um, he was talking about, oh, I can't remember what he was talking about. But anyway, he was talking about something. And... <laughs> Uh, the name of Jesus. No, it wasn't talking about the name. He's talking about something else. Anyway, but the gifts of the the anointing for the gifts of healing started to manifest in him, and he was like, "In the name of Jesus, 
You know, he had a word of knowledge for migraine headaches. He probably had 50 people, 60 people up there. He's like, in the name of Jesus, you know, he started out and he prayed for the first couple of people, ministered to him. And after about the third person, he's like, in the name, in the name. In the, and then pretty soon he's like, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name. And all these people go to, go to receiving. Well, because the anointing uh, hit him. And once the anointing, listen, when the anointing gets on you, don't, you don't, that, that's not when you talk to people. That's not when you ask people's permission. When, when the anointing, when the anointing comes in, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about, going to the next level. Because when the anointing is in manifestation, there's not a dialogue. There's not a back and forth. There's a, there's a time when you move based on what the Spirit is doing. And when, when the gifts of healing come on me, I ain't, talk, I ain't asking people what they need. We've gotten beyond people telling me. If there's some people, they want to stop you and talk to you. You know, I get as rough as Benny Hinn gets sometimes. Now, I don't get ugly. But if someone tries to stop me, I don't stop. You know, I, 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 if they grab, I've had people grab me and try to hang on to me. And I'm just like, you know, I, I, like, no, in the name of Jesus. I don't, I don't say anything to them. But I just, I just kind of yank away. You know, Ted, Ted was a big help in, minis- in the ministry for years, because when people would try to do that, and he recognized the anointing was in manifestation, he'd just grab them, you know, and, and yank, them off, yank them off of me and kind of help them to the ground, whether, whether they were, you know, whether, whether there was a spirit or not. Um, but, but it wasn't, you know, what we didn't get, you know, we didn't hurt people, but we, we tried to make sure that they, you know, we, you, have to, you have to be careful when you're in that flow of the spirit and not be careful because he's so sensitive, but you want to see maximum impact. And so I totally see you jumping from room to room, you know, in the name, in the name. And they don't have to, they don't have to know what the heck you're doing. All they, amen. When the anointing is in manifestation, they'll know what to do. That's, that's what I'm saying. Now you start to, because you're aware of the fact that, and I want you aware of this. I want you all aware of this. There are times when it seems like, there are times when it seems like the spirit of God. And I'm just telling you from my experience. I can't, I can't point necessarily, well, I can point to scripture and I can tell you about, you know, different times and in the word and different um, seasons, but there are times when it seems like the Holy Spirit will go dorm, you know, like he'll go into uh, hibernation. And there'll be something that he won't do in me personally for a period of time. And so, but then there'll they'll come a moment when all of a sudden that endowment is there. I want y'all to be aware that there are about to be gifts released and endowments that begin to be manifested. And the church has been in a season for a while. I mean, I've seen it. I, it's not just me. And I'm, there are a lot of people, because they don't understand these things, they equate it to being something else. Or they, they start to create a doctrine around it. You know, there are just times that the Spirit draws back. And there are times of learning and instruction. There are times when we have to go through that. Because when, when He releases that endowment... 
It don't, it don't have nothing to do with what you were taught. It, right then, it has to do with your obedience. Then it don't matter. Then, honestly, then it don't matter what you were taught. And thank God you were taught something. But when, when that hits, there, you, your mind, I can't, even, I can't even explain it with good words. Most of you haven't experienced this. But your mind, is, all of a sudden, your mind isn't in the wheelhouse of your life. Your spirit is in the wheelhouse of your life. And your spirit determines what you do, where you go, how it's done. And that's, it's something on a whole nother level. It really is. And I'm not trying to make it spook your way. I'm just telling you. It really is. And every one of you, if you will listen to the Spirit and follow the leading of the Spirit in this, every one of you will experience it. Hear what I'm saying? Every one of you will experience what I'm talking about in the days that are coming if you will do what I'm telling you to do or, or what the Word of God tells us to do. So that was that in response to a question? Did I answer a question? Yes, I answered the question. Sheree. You said, you touched on it briefly, and it went along with what Anna was saying, what she was asking. When you said, um, when, you're, when you're ministering to people that aren't in faith, laying hands on the sick, a lot of those people aren't in faith. A lot of those people at the hospital, they're not in faith. They don't know how to get in faith. Some of them aren't even in hope, like Ayla talks about. Some of them, they don't expect anything. They're just letting you pray. It's the same at Bricktown, but... Like what you're talking about, many times the Holy Ghost moves in once we do step out and speak the word and declare the word and proclaim the word in our faith and the anointing does kick in. Because I've seen people start out like, all right, let's get this, let's get this going. And midstream, the Holy Ghost starts working. So... When it says these signs shall follow those that believe. And for me, it's more difficult because I tend to lean into the gift of faith, which don't matter. Well, even the even the but gift, it's not an even, operation. Even the gift, even the gift of faith will all the time will take you out of the will take you out of that realm of um, right. Glory. Will take you out of that. It don't matter. Yeah, it'll take you out of that realm of reasoning. Right. Fa you know, faith, man's faith, or, or us developing the faith that God gave us. Um, you know, the Bible says to every one of us has been given faith, Romans chapter 12. Mm -hmm. To every one of, of us has been given faith, a measure of the measure of faith. When, when the gift of faith kicks in, you're, you, you go to functioning in the God kind. It's a different, it's a whole different realm. I, I have functioned in the gift of faith, and I'm going to tell you right now, you feel like you broke through the ceiling, like you, like you are a giant, and there is a boldness uh, and a certainty that comes upon you that you, you begin to declare those things that be not as though they are, and not, 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 it's not just something that you do, it's something that when you start talking, it starts happening. It hit me one time. I mean, just out of nowhere, it hit me. I was in the car with this woman, and um, oh, I can't even remember. I'm, I'm not going to tell the story because I can't remember it accurately. But anyway, the gift of faith hit me, and I made, oh, it was uh, someone had lost a house. Uh, they, their house had burned down or something, 
And um, she was telling me about it. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God hit me. And when I opened my mouth, um, faith came out of my mouth concerning that situation. And I began to declare things over this family that had lost everything. And um, I, I recognized right away it was the gift of faith. But man, the, you want to talk about uh, an atmosphere change. That, that woman stopped the car. I, was, I had to have been maybe 16. She stopped the car. She said, man, I can feel that. I said, I said yeah, I'm in the Holy Ghost. I was, I was looking for other stuff to say. But then the anointing, the anointing lit because that was what he wanted me to do. That was what he wanted me to say. That was, that was how he wanted me to respond. And um, sure enough, before we even got to our destination, the phone rang. The person on the other end was the person that had the house burned and say, you're never going to guess what just happened to me and begin to, to begin to testify of the very things that I had spoken out by faith. Immediately, there was, there was something that happened. It was crazy. It was crazy. Man, we rejoiced. I wish I could, make, I wish I could flip that switch and make it work all the time. Amen. I wish you could, but we can't. It's as the Spirit wills. Yes, Sheree. Doesn't that give you an expectation, though? Because I feel like because there's times that that, that has <clears throat> been present, it's like there's an expectation that it could happen at any time. Yeah, so when I, I just have this expectation that, it's weird. It's weird, but I just have this expectation like this is the word. I'm going to speak it, declare it, and it settles it. I mean, is that a question? Is or? that is that I'm not Would you say I mean has that is that Is that a, the gift that, of It's not a gift, but has is that, that the gift of faith? No, see that's 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 just a, we should, we ought to have that kind of faith. The gift of faith, when the gift of faith is in operation, usually, so there are categories of gifts. Revelation gifts, power gifts, um, what we call, vo I call vocal gifts, or gifts that you speak, uh, the you speaking, um, utterance gifts. Um, revelation gifts are gift of the word of knowledge, gift of word of wisdom, and um, discerning of spirits. Uh, Power gifts are gifts of healing, miracles, and faith. So the gift of faith, hear, hear what I'm about to tell you. When the gift of faith is, is in operation, there'll be what will be associated with it is a demonstration of power. It's a power gift. So Smith Wigglesworth functioned in the gift of faith. What the result was the dead raised, you know, things like that. So when the Lord started dealing with you about the gift of faith, that we want to we want to associate the gift of faith with the kind of faith that we're developing as believers. They are not they are not the same, not at all. They are not at all the same. Yes. Yeah, and I think I, I now I'm getting now I'm, now I'm tracking with you. Drink coffee. I am. I'm tracking with you. What manifested as a result of the gift of faith working in your life is the ability to go into the hospital and not get kicked out. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a that's a demonstration of power, because you can take some other Yahoo and stick them at Baptist, and they're out they're out of there in five minutes. They're gone. But there's a gift of faith that worked in you 
that you walked in there and there wasn't no getting kicked out. That wasn't even on the radar. In fact, that's, 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 that's you and all that you're doing. You're not getting kicked out. You're not being rejected. That is, a, that is the gift of faith in manifestation. So that is a demonstration of power. So uh, in your ministry, that gift of faith is associated with that. That's what people recognize about you is that they're like, oh, we, we can't do that. We're going to get kicked out of that mall. What are you talking about? Let's go. We get kicked out of nowhere. You go in that mall and can't nobody kick you out. It's the gift of, that is, that is a manifestation of the gift of faith. You are right. And now I'm figuring out what you're, yeah, the reason why is because I'm like over here trying to do seven things. It does. Eventually you, eventually you win a place. Yes. And then the gift of faith doesn't, there's not a, a need for that gift of faith to manifest in that particular area. But you should, you should uh, really get out there and for the Lord to use you in, uh, um, in the gift of faith in other areas. Turn that on, Joe. Turn that television on. Yeah, when the gifts of healing are in operation, when the gifts of healing are in operation, it doesn't it doesn't matter whether Is that a manifestation of the gifts of healing? No. no? Because you're in faith. Yeah. They can recover. They may, they may, they may disrecover about three minutes later, but they will recover. You know, I mean, because you never know. I, I was, I, right, happens with everything. But we lay hands on the sick, the sick recover. That's the word of God. We believe what it says. Uh, it, it can happen just like that. Gifts, gifts of healing. You know, sometimes when the gifts of healing are in operation, it does. What I mean by it doesn't matter whether someone has faith or not. They can, they can be where they are unbelieving. For example, I got a word of knowledge one time, and the gifts of healing were in manifestation. A Sunday morning, a guy had a, uh, guy had a uh, sexually transmitted disease that was in the building. The Lord told me, there's someone here with sexually transmitted disease. You don't believe that God can heal you, but the Lord tells me if you'll come forward, he will heal you. You don't have to come forward now. Catch me after service. You're unbelieving. Because you think because you have a sexually transmitted disease, the Lord can't help you. I said, God's, gonna, God's not only going to heal you, but you're never going to have this again. 
the doctors tell you it's incurable, that you're going to keep, you're going to have this in your body all your life, it's being eradicated from you if you'll come. Gifts of healing were going to be an operation in that moment. He came reluctantly afterwards. I laid hands on him. That, that, this, that disease was eradicated from his body. He left there, and he, and he left there. It, didn't, it wouldn't have mattered if he would have made a bad confession. It doesn't matter. Gifts of healing were in operation one, one year. This boy, had uh, he was, his eyes were crossed in a meeting. God straightened his eyes. It didn't matter what he said or what he did from that moment on. In fact, the only time his eyes ever crossed ever again was when he told a lie. And I think the Lord did that for his mother. He would tell a lie and his eyes would cross. She'd be like, I know you're not saying right because your eyes just crossed and the Lord healed you, you know. So uh, there's lots of, you know, the Lord does lots of strange stuff. I found that video, Brother Hagin. You guys want to see it real quick? Watch it. We'll just watch the prayer line and you'll see when the gifts of healing kick in here. And then we'll end, we'll end with that. Oh, he getting serious now. <laughs> I get stirred up just watching him.
<laughs> there you go. You know, that's, that's, some, that's, something, that's something that we don't, in our, our generation, we don't know nothing about that. We, we, and you could, you could tell when the anointing kicked in with old brother Hagin. And here's the deal. You could tell that he was expecting the, we, we don't expect, we, we think we know so much that we just get out there and we do stuff and we do it out of our heads. And we got to get, we got to get over there where we have a sensitivity like those that came ahead of us. Even though very few people exist that walk in that realm today. Uh, there, there is a return. God's looking for people to return to that place where we're sensitive to his spirit, where we rely upon the anointing. Where we, you know what? The word of God works and it works every day. But we need to rely upon the anointing of God as well for him to do what he can do above and beyond what, uh, what people understand about his word or can have uh, work their faith in uh, uh, when it comes to his word. Amen. Uh, that's a great example of it. Right yeah. The more we follow after the Spirit, the more we can expect God to will that to us. And the more... Yes. And I would say maybe why we saw it more prevalent back in the day is because less distractions like, you know, You're news media, Facebook, all these things that they were more focused You're on, it, brother. on what you know, the things uh, of the Spirit. You know, y'all, y'all, you know what I would do if I was y'all? Number one thing I'd do... To, to prepare myself for the Spirit of God, I would shut my phone off every time I walked in the church. Not, not turn it down, shut it off. 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 Because you know what? If you'll get before God and say, God, you're more important than anything on this planet. I refuse to be distracted away from my time with you. Nothing. Come on now. Some of you will demand it from your husband or your wife. And you won't give it to the Lord. You'll get upset when, when your husband gets a text or your wife gets a text. But then you'll sit in church and be like. Oh, uh, that wasn't Brother Hagen there. You know, then we'll, we'll be like this, all in church, all in church. You say, I'm looking at my Bible. Get another Bible. Amen. We live next to, Mar we live in next to Mardell. <laughs> Bible's up in there. Some of y'all, I'm looking at y'all's shoes. Y'all can afford a Bible. You just run over there, get you a paper Bible. You shut it off. I'm, I'm telling you, some of you are not going to listen to me. Some of you are not going to listen to it, but I am telling you that this is a part of why we don't have that. Because we won't give our undivided attention to the Lord Jesus. You know what? You're saying, yeah, but I got family and I really need to be. I'm going to tell you something. We might see some dead raisins. Be like, Lord, if they die when my phone is off, I'm going to trust you to raise them up. But that that's... 90% of, of, of being used by the Spirit or being, be, having Him will you into a gift is availability. If it's not happening, it's because we're not making ourselves available. 
And we're not. We're not because we allow ourselves too many distractions. We let too much. What I tell you break the anointing? Just What's the number one thing that breaks the anointing? You can expect not to be anointed if you're willing to allow distractions. So you know what you do? When you go to pray, you don't take your phone. You shut it off. <clears throat> when you go to read the word, you don't. Yeah, but it's all my, it's all my, it's all my. No, you don't. Turn it, shut it off. Every one of you. There's no one, ex see here, there. There's no one exempt. There's no one exempt. Amen. <clears throat> no, I mean, shut it off. Don't even put an airplane with shut it off. Shut it, yeah. We should. We should put a phone. You know what? That's a good idea, Andrew. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that. I'm going to put a basket back there. And, and I know some people are like, no, I shut mine off. I'm put it in the basket. Put it in the basket. Put it in the basket. I dare you. I dare you. Amen. Yeah, that's a distraction. Yeah, the Apple Watches. It's true. Right? That's why, and that's why. That really is why people don't, you know, people, people we don't see the, the, people can't even get over there and be like aware of when the anointing is even manifested or present. But you saw Brother Hagin. I mean, he's like, in the name. And you could tell he's waiting. He's waiting because he knows if he makes himself available, there's a good chance the Spirit of God's going to come on him and manifest himself in those gifts because those people need those gifts. Availability, yeah, availability. And you know, the, you know the second thing, most important thing is? Getting around where, if you want to see, if you want to see healing manifested, go around where there are sick people and make yourself available. Because if you'll get around sick people and make yourself available around sick people, there's a good chance he'll manifest healing through you. Just because you're, you're the one available. Amen. Well, this is helping us, ain't it? Praise the Lord. Thank God. What a great night tonight. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Boy, I feel the anointing right now. Amen. <laughs> but I get stirred up. You know, you ought to be able to watch something like that and get stirred up in your own spirit. Experience the, because I'm, man, he no more start talking. I knew the direction that meeting was going anyhow, because I've seen it about 750 times since I found it, but. But man, it's just like all of a sudden, I could, I sense the, I sense the anointing. So we, we ought to be able to do that ourselves. Amen. Praise God. Well, Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the anointing. <laughs> we thank you for the anointing. Shadow rabasi kalevrebiya tobohoro. Lord, we pray. Glory. 
Lord, we pray that you that you will and and then we in the name of Jesus. <laughs> For it's not, Lord, but Lord, it's the Koresekeleguchi. Oh, Munadanana Sede, and the Vesea, Ele Sogrietea. So we lift you up, Lord, and we thank you today, and we expect God that throughout the remainder of this week, Liprosekenje, that we're going to get over there. Available, available, available. Lord, let us be sensitive. Holy Spirit, help us to be sensitive to you. Uh, Jesus said that you would lead us and guide us. And so it's our expectation that we'll be led and guided by you, Lord, by your Spirit. No more sapoya. Have your way in us, Holy Spirit. Have your way in us, Holy Spirit. Have your way in us, Holy Spirit. Have your way in us, Oborosedea. We've been in control for too long, but it's our desire for you to come and have complete control. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. Uh, in Jesus' name, and everybody that believed it shouted amen. amen. Praise God. Woo-hoo-hoo. Come on, someone shout with me for a minute. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. All right. Thank, thank you all. Sheree, I, I apologize for being so distracted when you were talking and asking your question, uh, but I finally figured it out, so thank God. Uh, but I was looking for that video, so uh, my mind was someplace else. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, I love you all. I will see you all on, uh, most of you, I will see you on Sunday. Come with expectation, and then uh, I look forward to next Wednesday. Boy, I'm telling you, we're about to, about to roll on out. Amen.